BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect, and nobody can be perfect, but by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some Everybody, this is Danny Vitale, the fullback for the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to the Four Man's Packer Podcast. Go Pack Go! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. This is Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Turkowski. Kyle? Hello. And we are back after a nice uh, little holiday weekend. I don't know, uh, well, I guess... People wouldn't know this. Last week's episode was recorded where most podcasts are recorded, and that was my parents' basement. Whoa. You were there. It's you remember. revealing. Yeah, very very revealing. I even got to show you um, my childhood, childhood, childhood oh, bedroom, the God. Packers Hall of Fame I thought, junior. It, no, it's a straight-up shrine. Yeah. I thought I was a Packers fan, but wow, that was an impressive collection. There was like, what? eight or nine jerseys all along the wall all of them signed all of them framed and then like footballs assigned footballs of like seven or eight different teams excuse me and um yeah it was very impressive thank you thank you very much yeah okay. i because i think i had all the the balls are labeled too it's been so long since i've yeah. actually looked but there's like five or six of them from the years and that i go down some, for training camp some great signatures too that could that could be worth a lot of money someday, I think. I hope so. I mean, my, my prized possession, um, obviously, which you saw on the wall, which I got when Rogers was still a backup and he was doing the tailgate tour. Um, I have a white Rogers jersey signed. Oh, uh, yeah. Or it's a picture, isn't it? I I have each. I should oh. have shown you. I've got a I – mean, now Goodness I'm just going gracious. to – Now I have a bunch of – uh, Rogers rookie cards that are signed too. But back in the day, and this is back before I even had a job, I think I took some of the money that I had saved up to buy a legit like stitched jersey because mm. Roger, this is his second year in the league, and I'm like, well, he's the backup, but he's a first round pick. Hopefully, he turns into the starting quarterback someday. Right. So I bought the jersey. Went to oh, West. And that's Mer- years before he's the starter. Oh, yeah. It was that's it was impressive a, foresight. It was a while, before, but he was still you know a first round pick. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah, and um. So I went up to Rogers with the jersey. You know, he's sitting there signing stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, can you sign my jersey?" And he's like, "Oh, what? What's your name?" I'm like, "Spencer." So he writes, "To Spencer, 
follow your dreams, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. And you know what the dream is? To have the number one Packers podcast, I, right? I, I think we're well on our gonna way. I was going to guess that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's always, since, since I was 13 years old, my dream has to yeah. was Not to, to play for the Packers, nope. not to coach for the Packers, nope. not to be their GM, but to have a podcast around the Packers. Right. That's number one. Even before podcasts were around. Right. But with that- And um, didn't you have- didn't you have a- you said that's your most prized possession? Because didn't you have the of a signed football from the Super Bowl team? I mean, I I have a signed football from that year, but I didn't get anyone that mattered that year. The, oh. Ro- the Rodgers- Wasn't the Rodgers Big B on it, though? Yeah. Recurring Big, guess- I think I got Big B Big just B. about every year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least every year he was on the squad. But with that, uh, this episode will obviously be breaking down the offense and defense from the previous Giants game. We'll have take news talking about the defense. Is it better than Dom Capers' defense? Eh. We will jump into poor man's Packers history once again for some nice little history bits. Uh, Dumb Packer fan of the week if we have time for it. And we will finish up with the Redskins preview. But, oh, so I don't get to prove that I am not an idiot this week. Oh, did I not say that? No, we have we have um is Kyle an idiot. I'm sorry. That's that's definitely in there. You gotta okay. make up for yourself All after right. last week. Right. But into what we usually talk about, the Packers. Packers Giants game, thirty one to thirteen. Packers were victorious. Uh nice snowy game. I feel like once a year we get snow games and we've had two already and very I'm not picturesque. Even sure. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it was December on game day. Was it December or was it the... Which Anyways, one? this this past week. Oh, yeah, it was December 1st. Yep. Okay, well, yep. there you go. Very yep. very in season then. Yeah, and and was followed that, that was followed up by a beautiful, another aesthetically beautiful football game with the Badgers and Gophers, which, oh, that's right. off, side note, great to have the axe back. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's almost like the the Lions beating us the last few times where it's like, well, we assume we should beat the, you know, we had that long streak of 20 years beating the Lions at Lambeau. And now and, they've rattled off like four straight, but then we kind of finally yeah. got it back. And it's good to be back. It's it's good. It's good that everything's positive in Wisconsin again. Yes. It, it went down for a little bit there, but. Yes. Back to the game, uh, 31-13, Aaron Rodgers looked pretty solid again. 21 for 33, 63.6 completion percentage, 243 yards, and four, count them, four touchdown passes with a 125 rating. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to judge what the hell our offense is going to be week in and week out. It, it's we've, we've said it every week, but is are we a running team? Are we a passing team? I think it's good that we're able to show this versatility. Because obviously, whenever you if you've got an Aaron Jones and an Aaron Rodgers, it's nice to be able to unleash them every once in a while. But this week, Aaron Jones wasn't really needed, or he didn't really do much with what Aaron Rodgers was doing. I mean, that the first few plays too. I, watching, well, the, I mean, the very first play of the game, I thought, oh, oh, Matt Lafleur and Rodgers must have heard the chatter because very first play, I think it was a play action. And Jones shot out, and they th- he threw it to him for like a six yard pickup. And I was oh. like, "Oh, okay." So they heard the chatter, and they're going to feed him. But obviously, that really wasn't the case for the rest of the day. But um, yeah, like you said, it's good to be multi dimensional on offense. Yeah, and I think we're hopefully starting to lean into the direction that we want it to be with Devonte Adams. And I mean, L- Lazard is producing. Maybe we just lead with him. 
he's producing as the number two receiver, and he's still getting the number three receiver snaps. Yeah, the guy just makes plays. Yep. Every every time he's on the field, he just he does not screw up. And that that big play that he had, the one that wasn't the touchdown. It's it was mm-hmm. it looked it was a very odd catch an odd one to see on a football field it looked like an outfielder like a top 10 play yeah. you'd see of them diving making a catch in the he outfield slid like three yards yeah and well and the reason that he rogers made that throw is because he thought he was getting a free play because he did the hard count but i don't even think he got the free play i remember them talking about that too afterwards and yeah he did he did not get the but it's safe to say that I think the reason he made that throw is because he thought he was getting the free play. So. True, yeah. And maybe it's it's a little of both there. He threw that one thinking it was a free play, and I thought the most important free play we've had in a while was the touchdown to Devontae, which was a free play. You know, I think I think it was third. The, oh, the the very first uh, score? It was it was third and long, and Roger, Rogers hit Devontae for the tutty. So it was, yeah, it, it must have been. Yeah, okay, yep. But I, I like Lazard because he's filling this role that, usually naturally opens up for the Packers, where we have a top guy and then we have other filler positions. And as we've mentioned before, heroes like Ruvel Martin and Jarrett Boykin, Jared mm-hmm. Aberderis. Jarrett Boykin, he never, he never got to the two spot, though, did he? But he, you know what I mean? It's these Boykin, guys like, who you know. That, he was that fringe roster guy who was the wide receiver two maybe at some point just by default. Right. Lazard, I think, is making a case where he's – but that's, but that's what I'm talking about, is where he's starting to get past those points where oh, other those, guys... Oh, those by default, gotcha. Yeah, where those guys are guys who were not on Roger's hip, but they knew where to be for the most part, and that's why they were they were productive for us. Any other team in the league, and it showed, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. You know, they, they were out of the league pretty quickly. Right. But Lazard is just, he, he brings that size... You know, all those other guys, they, they were on target, they knew where to be, and they would catch the ball. Lazard's all of that, and he's got this size that we haven't had from the receiver catch position. Catch like crazy. Yeah, awesome. Uh, that was a positive. I don't know if i call it a negative, but Geronimo, Allison, I mean, it, literally my notes were big drop from Geronimo, huge thir- yep. fourth down catch for Geronimo, huge third down catch for Geronimo. Yep. I mean, that fourth down play was absurd. That throw... By Rogers was ridiculous, and then it was a great catch too. I think the catch is being under mm-hmm. underappreciated. Those contested catches, which we've talked about all year, those if we can just make those consistently, this offense is going to just keep rolling. Yep. But yeah, that that play, like like you talked about, watching it live when Rogers started getting hit, and he starts throwing the ball. I'm like, well, pff, we shouldn't arm I, punt. It was fourth down, fourth and ten, and even at the time, I knew we were kind of in tricky field position. But I'm like, I think I would have punted it. And then as he's getting hit, I'm like, Yep, I would have punted yeah. it. And then we convert. I'm like, Oh, well, I was wrong. <laughs> no, I because I think I think we were in that that sweet spot, especially considering the weather. I think we we're at like the 35, 40. So like punting it is like useless, and then kicking the field goal is setting them up for too good a field goal position, right. or field position. Yeah, and that I went through that in my head, too, where, yeah, in those conditions, a missed field goal. It was, yeah, been. it was a perfect formula because, it, and I yeah. think if it was anything longer than 4th and 10, they probably would have yeah, either kicked punted or punted it, too. but I think the 4th and 10 and then where they were in the field, it was just the perfect storm to be able to go for that. Yep, and it worked. It worked at least. Um, tight ends, uh, Jimmy Graham had the one catch for 16, which was fine. We obviously want more from a guy that we're paying that much money, but yeah, we're kind of um, way past that at this point. With uh, with everyone becoming healthy, like Tanyan, 
becoming healthy, Sternberger. I saw, I don't know the exact numbers, but I've seen that Jimmy Graham's snap count has declined each week. So it is, it's safe to say that that is a committed approach at they, this point. They do have uh, different position group or, you know, roles for these guys where you see Mercedes Lewis out there Big with, dog. with Sternberger or Tanyan. And then Jimmy's out there with kind of a mixed match if there is a second tight end out there at the time. So they do have their roles. But yeah, as, as you alluded to, and I tweeted it from the account too as soon as it happened, because pre-snap on the one-yard line, and it was built up beforehand because the previous week Matt Schneidman had a great... Yeah, um, on the all oh, the, uh, the 37 touchdown receivers of Rodgers. Yep. And he really wanted Mercedes to, to get on that list. Yeah, where he didn't believe that Mercedes didn't have a touchdown from him. And he's like, well, i got to give it to him. So yep. when they're on the goal line, and for those who didn't know, as you said, Mercedes Lewis's nickname from Rodgers is Big Dog. And the pre-snap oh, call dog. was Big Dog, Big Dog, Big Dog. <laughs> and I'm like, he's going to do it. He's going to throw it. He's going to throw it to him. And then once again, Rodgers is getting hit as he's as he's throwing. I'm like, oh, it's not going to – oh, hey, there we go, touchdown. <laughs> and that's just – that play, too, is just another example of, like, I think it's going to be – you don't know – like, it's underappreciated at this point of what yep. that play was by Rodgers. Like, yeah, it was a one-yard throw, a one-yard touchdown pass. That's what shows up on the box score. But right. he had the guy on his shoulder. He, again, was – completely off the ground when he made the throw his body was not square at all it was just just an absurdly athletic play that again is underappreciated he's this was kind of like a like a a Brett Favre game from Aaron Rodgers where he had mm-hmm. multiple throws like that where he's getting hit while he's getting off and you're saying how how did he do it and then he had a couple of those just scampers in the snow yes oh that's the other thing too is yes he was getting on his feet and picking up yards with his legs, which kind of, I mean, he really did not have any opportunities to against the Niners or really before that. But, yeah, it was nice to see that as well. Yeah. Um, with the running backs, we alluded to it a little bit earlier. Uh, Aaron Jones. Still, again, and they're another group that is at this point a committee, like a full-blown committee at this point. Yeah, I, and I think I like the way they kind of rotated them in more so this game. Uh, Jones wasn't very productive. Mm-hmm. It was probably his least productive game of the season. Yeah, 11 carries, 18 yards, and his longest carry was 9 <laughs> yards. So that means he had 10 carries for 9 <laughs> yards. Yeah, so not not a good game from him. But I think showing uh, Jamal, Jamal Williams showed you in the second half of the game, especially the fourth quarter, what what he can bring to the mm-hmm. table. And this is what I kind of talked about God, before I where I don't like when we have like the full series type of drives where it's just Jamal in like the second quarter. I hope we can move and hopefully we do this in the playoffs where it is a 70-30 type split when the game is a game. But when we have a, a one score or two score lead, I'd love to put in some fresh legs with Jamal Williams, and you kind of saw what he can do in this game where late he was just running into dudes yes. who were not prepared who, for this guy to step in. Who are not going to enjoy or really look forward to tackling him mm-hmm. because he is going to make sure you you remember tackling him. Yeah, and it's he's such, he's such an interesting guy because even when he's on the football field and not even counting the dances – you're like this dude is just a personality. Even yes. when even when he runs into the dude, he like gets knocked straight back up. Then he's upright, runs into him again, and you see him like smiling yeah. as it's happening. <laughs> it's like wh- how is this guy wired? This yeah, way? 
and because he's not very agile at all he cannot like really juke or anything but mm-hmm. he he still just has a knack for uh making one guy miss and then running the next guy over it's yep. awesome yep um Going along with the running game, the offensive line run blocking, I think that was the biggest reason reason why um, Aaron Jones didn't have that great of a game, which is odd in snowy conditions you'd think you'd be – I mean, if from what I've read, because I've never been an offensive lineman, when you know what you're doing, it's easier to play in the snow in those types of conditions because the footing is worse. Right. But you should be able to, you know, hold that point of attack at least. But we were we – were, there was no no real running lanes again for, yeah for we like we mentioned the 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 carries that Aaron Jones had was he didn't do much and Jamal Williams his longest run was for 9 yards so yeah, no, our, nothing too much up top we've we've said it before too Bakhtiari is having such a weird year it, he's probably going to make the pro bowl but it's probably one of the worst years he's had in recent memory i mean he he leads what, the what makes you think Sorry, what makes you think he's going to make the Pro Bowl? I mean, he's been an All-Pro twice, and in both That's, those years, he hasn't made the Pro Bowl. It's true. Well, I, I said this to you before. So if, if not you, someone else. The beer chugging is going to get David Bakhtiari ah, into the Pro Bowl. That's if, so true. If nothing that's else, it's, so it's, true. Na- it's name recognition, and players are just like us. You know, they they have Twitter accounts. They see the viral videos. They didn't know this guy's name before. Now they know his name. They know how he and is I'm an sure All-Pro. there's going to be some sort of, like, Twitter voting, and it, yep. there's going to be his name and the hashtag and that video and that tweet is just going to do numbers yep Yep. you're so right the real tackle who should be in the pro bowl once again the most underappreciated green bay packer over the last decade is brian Yes, everyone loves pointing at the injuries that he sustains but the dude always comes back unless it's a torn acl it sounds like jason jason wildy said this on um wildy and tausch yesterday morning i think and I don't know if he tried to not say it, but he did. He said that Brian Balaga has a torn MCL, which that's part of a sprain. But he said it's a torn MCL, and the dude is playing what? on it. Yeah, yeah, because I just saw a sprain MCL, and yeah, he just did that last week, and he still came out here and yes, played a hell of a game. It's actually torn. Yeah, apparently, I don't know. That's that's just what he said. They didn't go back wow. to it, but so we. I mean, this guy, he gets hurt, but he always comes back and he always plays well when. The tackle position is one of the is the second most most important position I would say on offense behind quarterback for sure. And the guy you can when he when he's on the field you can always count on him. Yep. But uh, other than that, I don't know. I didn't have too much else to say about the offense. Uh, always nice to uh, win win a game that you should win. Yeah, it's thirty one points and like if you if you were to look at. Well, and we just talked about it before. Uh, it was kind of a close game all the way till like yes. midway through the third quarter. Yes. And if you would have just been following along the game just through Twitter, you would have think the Packers scored 13 points all game. Yeah. If, and, as a Packer fan watching it, but then at the right. same, but then at the same time, Viking like a Viking fan at work, he was like, "Oh, I saw you guys won 31 13. Must have been a good game." And I'm like, "Well, we didn't shit kick them. Like, it didn't. The score, yeah. It was not. It's like when, uh, like you said, once it was." It was seventeen ten, and then we held them to three. Then we just kind of blew the doors off them yep. after that. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was it was not like a super exciting game, but it was a because it's hard to like be excited against a team like the Giants, yep. where they're clearly a lost season rookie right. quarterback. I mean, credit to him though; that guy's fearless. He doesn't he ain't scared of shit. Yep. But um, yeah, it's it was, and it's I think 
Another thing I was thinking about is I think it's really good to get another messy weather game under our belt too. Yeah, that's true, especially if we want to be playing at Lambeau right come January. Cuz I was and I was listening to uh the Ryan Rossillo podcast and he had Chris Long on and he was talking about all the games and how you actually wear different cleats for like seven stud because yep. there's more. And so I think just getting as much and obviously like if you've been a Packer for a while, you're very used to it, but I don't know, I just think getting more reps with those conditions and that type of equipment is is going to pay dividends in January. For sure. I mean, you even saw Lazard with a very basic change of direction on his on his touchdown catch. It's that type it's those types of things where you have to know what you're capable of in that weather. Exactly. It's that on like top know of know your limitations, know how how hard you can cut and burst and yep. stuff like that. And LaFleur even talked about earlier in the year when the when the field conditions were fine at Lambeau, how guys were still slipping. It was a very early narrative where it's like, hey, do these guys need to change their cleats out or what? Yep. And honestly, one of the number one guys who do that is the best player on the offense, Danny Vitale. I, <laughs> I swear to God, once a game you see him slip or slide. Yes. Oh my. He, I, actually, he probably did this game too. He did. Right? He did. No, yep. he, ex- he absolutely did. But uh, – With that, we will have a quick commercial break. Are you tired of this happening to you? Wow, I'm having so much fun at this tailgate for a game of American football in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but I only have enough hands for two beers. I could be having more fun if I had more beer in my hands. Well, what if I told you there was another way? Whoa, where did you come from? That isn't important. What if I had a way to solve this urge you have for at least a few minutes? Yeah, that sounds great, but there's no way. Well, now there is. Whoa, that looks great, but what is it? Oh, you've never had a little handy? A little handy? Yeah, you know, a little extra something to get you through the tailgate. I mean, I guess, but you want to do this right here? Of course, you can have a little handy wherever you want. Little handy is a small detachable arm that attaches anywhere on your body. The little handy can hold any can effortlessly with no help from your user. You no longer have to sit and wish your double fister could be a triple fister. Wow, this is great. It just feels right. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm never going to another tailgate without getting a little handy first. Thanks! Visit littlehandy.com to get your little handy today. Alright, and we are back with the defense. Um, Pretty solid game, I thought. Again, I mean... What's the motto? What's the motto, Spence? Pressure the quarterback. No. Ben, don't break. There it is. And I think um, their three scoring drives were a perfect, what's the word, microcosm of our season. Their, their three scoring drives, I don't remember, it was like 11 plays, 10 plays, and 18 plays. They had so, the 18-play, nine-minute drive. And I think it only got three, right? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and then their one scoring drive, Daniel Jones was impressive as hell on that drive, um, but yeah, they just uh, all of their points they had to really earn and march down the field. Yep. And so I think again that's a good summary of what this defense is like, where they give, 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 and then tighten up. Yep. And and like we kind of said too, I feel like the huge turning point in the game was that Daniel Jones broken play. They just were coming off a huge play offensively with um, Lattimore. Was it, it was yeah because it, it was it was seventeen ten and then. First first and 10, huge play, like a seam route over the middle, and they got it into yep. our territory. And then, yep, the very next play, it was like a broken play, and uh, 
Then Daniel was, Jones kind of just froze up and got sacked. Because they, they had been sacked. driving before that, too, and they really... You know. Yep, and then we held them the three, so then it was 17-13, and then it was just... It was a boat race. It was it was a very weird game, too, because uh, wa- watching it live, um, it, it felt like Daniel Jones, and he was. I mean, he was getting chased all over the place in the pocket, but we didn't sack the dude a single time. Mm-hmm. Which, Wait, wow. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That yeah, we, did, we didn't sack him once, which is funny because your bold prediction for the week was... <laughs> three and a half and a forced fumble. Three and a half and a forced fumble. And honestly, in the fourth quarter, I was like, if they get a strip sack here, Kyle's probably going to win that thing. And then I didn't realize that there were actually no sacks. Yeah. It was just constant, constant pressure. Yeah, but like I said, he... It, yeah, despite the constant pressure, Daniel Jones was not you know, getting happy feet and wasn't looking to throw it away or, or get out of the pocket. He was standing tough and just, and, but he also wasn't ball. good. Right. But <laughs> I just, I, I just really admired the, like the fearless, like there's a fine line between fearlessness and carelessness. And he was kind of dancing back and forth on that line. Yeah. I guess we'll see in a few years if he can keep it up. Sometimes these rookies, they do that and then they get hit so many times in the pocket. It kind of, you know, they, yeah. get, they get like the, afterwards. like, I mean the three, all three picks were, I mean, Bad. pretty brutal. Where it was a gift yeah, to Kevin King. It was a. I mean, we should, yeah. Let's let's talk about it right now because the Ke- the Kevin King one was a gift. It was a bit of a gift, but it was not the gift that Darnell Savage had. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, if that's a gift, then I mean, that's just that the was, whole Christmas holiday is what Darnell Savage got. It, it was one of those where even the announcers were watching and they're like, "Oh, Daniel Jones." Yeah, like he's he having, didn't even he was like, "And this one's intercepted." He's having a good game, and he just. I don't know. It was one of those where he throws. You see the ball in the air, and you're like, "Where is he throwing this football?" But, and then, but then the third one was the ageless wonder making a hell of a play. Yeah, Tremont's pick was was pretty cool. It was, it was the almost most like impressive. he was running the route. Exactly, that's what it was. It looked like he was playing receiver. It was great. Uh, but yeah, like we were talking about before, the pressure up front. Zadarius Smith is having. I mean, he what just was the, what was the like pressure they have? Like twelve for him. It was it was something like that. Uh, pro Football he was Focus just living in the backfield once again. Yeah, Pro Football Focus tweeted this out. Zedaria Smith has been on fire since Week Nine when rushing the passer. Smith's ninety pass rush grade is tops among all edge rushers over the past five weeks. So I mean that pretty much show, shows you right there. Yeah. And yeah, it, he's just in every every game. It's just it's new things. There was one where pre snap, he just. He was kind of moseying around, going left and right, and all of a sudden he goes right between the guard and the center. They snap it, and he just he runs right to Daniel Jones. <laughs> like, he was just untouched. Just untouched, yeah. It's the plays like that where it's like, man, this guy really is an animal, and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Preston Smith, I think he had an okay game, n- nothing nothing too crazy, but, God, it's the second he time that this one, year. He had that one off sides on the third down. It's the second time this year where he's done it on third down, and I thought he was pretty clearly over. But oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's... Like, I understand where it does help. A few times it has been huge where he goes untouched and he's gotten the sack. Mm-hmm. But, man, when you're in the red zone, too, it's it's yeah. tough. It's tough at times. Uh, nice to have Kenny Clark back. Yeah, that uh, the very first, their very first drive of the game on that third and one where, I mean, when you're going up against the best or one of the best running backs in the league, you figure that's that's an easy pickup for him. But mm-hmm. he made a hell of a play. But then, like, at the time, I was like, oh, Kenny, a boy, good to have you back. But then when I went back and rewatched it, the center that was responsible was, if you go back and look, he was kind of like, I think it was a miscommunication. Yeah. I think he was expecting the left guard to block him. So he just kind of stood up and had, like, both of his hands extended, not doing anything, so Kenny just and walked right it in. It just shows you that might have been the interior offensive line of the Giants where it was 
as we just said, Zadarius Smith and Kenny just un- untouched, yep. running, running right up there. Yep. Um, yeah, we talked about Kevin King. Nice to see him make that play. He's such he's such a streaky player. Yeah. And people love giving getting on Kevin King because you know he was our first pick that year. He wasn't taken in the first round, but he was our first pick. But I mean, he's a pretty he's a pretty oh, solid yeah, T- number the, two. The T.J. Watt here. <laughs> don't we don't need to talk about T.J. Watt? I feel like just it's be... our obligation to bring up T.J. Watt at least once. If if it didn't take so much time editing, I would want to just bleep his name every single time <laughs> he played because I'm so sick about hearing about T.J. Watt, yeah. especially because he'd be third in the rotation for the Packers. Right? Oh, now. oh! Did he say it? He did, but was it true? Probably not. <laughs> no, that's um, true. Tremon Williams, I thought he didn't have a very good game until that pick. Yeah, he was kind of getting eaten alive in the slot a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He uh, Barkley ran around him on a big run, and he was uh, he got beat deep on one. I think it was that Latimer play too. Actually, yeah, it, yep, it was yep, yep, got beat that deep. one over the seam. Yep. But uh, yeah, overall, pretty good. I thought Blake Martinez actually had a pretty decent game too. We, that uh, that unnecessary roughness was kind ugh. of like as <sighs> I wanted to hate it, but then I remembered. Sherman got called for that against us. I guess, but, but then like it but was in the snow. Though they were yeah, they were two different because the Sherman one was like very blatantly not the, a part of the play in at the all. End zone. But the Blake was he was at least like you could definitely make an argument that he was run because Daniel Jones started running out yep. of the pocket and he was running towards so you could have made it made a case that he was trying to make a play towards Dan right. Daniel Jones. Blake, but, Blake is the last guy to get those types of calls right. too he's not, he's not super physical he's so not it's super like, physical not super aggressive but and on top of it if if some type of uh you know horse plays going on like say tony brown's mouthing off if if he's ever on the field but it seems like he's always yeah, ch- chatting with other guys blake would be the guy to like pull pull him away so right. for him to get this kind of unnecessary it's like come on this kind this, of a weak call but yeah this shouldn't um, be on that on that fourth and one uh, the sneak. I wish he would have just been a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, I. It I seemed like that he too. kind of like he like welcomed him in. Like, come on in. Yeah. Well, like he it, didn't really initiate it, or like try to push him back. He just kind of met him at the line. Was like, okay, let's fall down together. Yes. And I, but I think Preston's done that before too. If it wasn't this week, it was the previous week where he kind of did that same him and Han. Yeah. And it's once no, again, I actually think it was this week on like a fourth and is two. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. Then it, it was this week. But at the same time, it's we see that, and I'm sitting there like. You got to on fourth and one or less. You just got to pick your gap and shoot it. Like you can't think. You just got to go and do yep. it. But at the same time, that's me sitting on the couch brushing chip yeah, crumbs off my, off my belly. Yeah. You know. So, but yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, special teams. I thought we had a decent bounce back game. Punt return was fun for about three seconds. Yeah. It was. It was funny how uh, two weeks ago we were last in the league at negative eight punting. Uh, then we had a positive, or, or no, sorry. Then we lost three yards, and now we're back to, mi- to we got the positive game again. So now we're back to minus eight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because uh, um, Smith, not going to attempt to pronounce his first name. Uh, Traymon. He, he is it Traymon? Yeah, just Traymon. It's just spelled goofy. Traymon. Traymon Smith. He yeah, he got like what like six yards or something. Mm-hmm. But then he go goes and fumbles. Thank God it went out of bounds. Oh. But it like it's Ugh. like that's so perfect. Like we I finally know. get a small sliver of positive on the punt return, only to just be have the bad taste of the negative to end it. Yep. And then and so he had that, and then he 
Got Gets, cut. Yeah, now he's gone. Yeah, no, yeah. And the then Jaguars running. Trevor back. Davis, thanks for the sixth round pick, Oakland. Yeah, that's is pretty now, funny. He just got claimed by Miami today. Yeah, I wonder if we put a claim in for him. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I'm be curious. Interesting I don't know. know if that's information is available yet, but I'd be curious to yep. find out. Um, but, but we did pick up um, that guy. The guy from the Jigs. Don't worry, we'll talk about him later. You'll okay. see. Ooh. You'll see. Uh, but yeah, J.K. Scott, good bounce back game. More so than anything, it's nice to see him punt like that in the elements yes you know with that sam was nice that sam he, fran when he's punting bad and it's nice out it's like okay well at least you know we can look at that and be like okay it was a bad game punting for this one where he's doing it in the snowy elements lambo type it's a conditions good sign, yes very very good sign and obviously we have to bring it up um mason crosby and i i think people Ice have seen the stats today veins. too on twitter since the five missed field goals against detroit last year i think he's only missed three total kicks or something out of like 80 it, counting extra points it was uh yeah what else did i see i think it was i think andy herman said i think since since his disastrous day in detroit right. he's 92 of 95 that's what it is perfect 92 of 95 yep and that that was that was over a year ago at this yes. point yeah because that was absurd. before halfway through the season too when that mm-hmm. started happening and obviously with with a heavy heart as well where he flew in on or flew out on Friday, flew back, uh, kicked, and then he flew back to Texas to be with his brother whose wife passed away. Yeah, so. thoughts go out to him and his family. That is very tough. But a lot of a lot of people around the team have been saying, like, he he's almost better in these pressured situations. Mm-hmm. And so that's... Especially with how much we've seen in the NFL this year with so many terrible kickers. And even before the season, people were wondering if Crosby would get cut because he does get paid a lot for a kicker. Mm-hmm. But thank God we stuck with him. Yeah. My, my Lord. Has paid back. Yeah. But uh, with that, we will wrap it up. And here is another commercial break. Hello, Packer fans. Do you ever feel like you're missing something? We figured out what it is. You're missing qualified B2B sales opportunities with prospects in your target market. At B2B Data Guy, we work with all kinds of Packer fans just like you to generate targeted and qualified B2B sales opportunities for all of our clients. We do this by sending highly targeted emails to a 100% verified email list. Your ideal customer awaits you. Please check out B2BDataGuy.com for more information. Mention this exclusive promo code, I'm a poor man, for additional offers and discounts. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. All right, take news for the week. This is from Mike Clements, who's a radio guy down in the Green Bay area, or Milwaukee, one of the two. I don't listen to him, but I know a lot of people do not like him. A lot of people must as well. He tweeted this out. When Dom Capers was fired in 2017, the Packers defense was ranked 11th overall in the NFL. Currently, the Packers defense is ranked 28th in the league. Is the defensive coordinator Mike Pettin's future in Green Bay in question? Kyle, thoughts? What's I mean, there's no way they were ranked 11th when he was fired. That's That's the thing. That was the first thing that popped up to me, and I... I spent because yeah, I was wondering where the take is, but I'm guessing that's it. It's just so it's so stupid. I I understand, sure. I mean, there's no way 11th overall. Well, Pet, Petten's on the hot seat. That's fine, but saying yeah, the second that, part fine, but 
Dom Keeper's defense was not 11th overall. I was trying to find any type of sign of that, unless there's some type of analytics D, DVO or whatever the hell. Yeah, it, started he could be cherry-picking sh- certain shit. But the thing is, is 28th is 100% yards allowed for the Packers. Yards given up this year on defense. Because, yeah, even even the 28th is seems well not right either. And that's the thing. So I, so I broke it down. This is... And, okay, so I... This there was an art, article attached to it, and I'll say this too. Um, he had 59 replies on this, so the Ooh, ratio was pretty ratio. pretty high. He 75 favorites, 59 replies. So you know it's a it's a pretty hot take. That's a, that's a ratio. When you yeah. see that, um, but as I clicked on the article, and it was so stupid and misleading, because all of the stats used in this article, it was uh, Mike Pettin's two years either two years or this year, going against the average of Dom Capers' defense, which as much as we did not like Dom Capers' defense at the end, very early on it was great, and in 2014 it was pretty good as well. Absolutely. So to take those averages— I mean, the Super Bowl run, they were top 10. Yes. Oh, absolutely. They were great. They were were phenomenal that year with Charles Woodson and Clay Matthews turning into a role player. Yes. But yeah, that's see, yeah, that is like they should have compared like the last like four years or something, or three I did this. Ooh. The 2017 Packers defense, yards per game was, they would give up 348 yards per game, ranked uh, 22nd. Packers 2019, which we all know were pretty bad at giving up yards, we on average give up 376 and are ranked 28th. That's the only stat that I could find that that defense was better. Points per game in 2017, they gave up 24 <laughs> points per game. Oh my God. We give up 21 Points per game were ranked 14th in that. They were ranked 26th in yeah. that. That's just Holy how big shit. of a it's difference that makes. Three points. Wow. And and these were the few bigger things. Be it it's it's very minuscule comparison. Sacks per game for the 2017 team 2.31. Sacks per game for the Packers 2019 2.33. Wow. Turnovers per game in 2017 1.3. Turnovers per game 2019 1.5. I wish I could look up quarterback pressures. I could not find our overall total for quarterback pressures this year, but I would assume it's it's much much higher. Yeah. So it's it, I, like I understand and I've said it myself this year that this is the Dom Capers defense. It's just the early part of the Dom Capers defense. And to the same point, and there has been chatter of it this week. Be it, I think most of us think it was the right move at the time, but a huge part of the head coaching search was, hey, we'd like it if you keep Mike we strongly, Pettin. strongly, strongly, that's, strongly. That's what exactly what they to said too. Str- strongly would like for you to keep him around. So you wonder how much Matt Lafleur is even tied to Petten here. I mean, if and I think it would be something if say the the year goes to shit, the defense is bad. Okay. Moving on would be something that Mike McCarthy would not do, but you know Matt is not really connected yeah, to no Petten too much. Yeah. So who who knows what will happen? But straight on comparing this defense to that defense is just that's just asinine. reckless and yeah, very clickbaity. I'll say this: um, I this this was just an idea I had to describe this defense because, and maybe even this team in general, where. We're a good football team, but we're always the last decade. It's like we're a finesse football team. You know, we we don't really mm, play well with, or, with the heavy hitters. You yeah. know, the, you know, punch them in the mouth type games. The the Green Bay Packers, especially on defense, it, it's you know someone who knows karate or jujitsu, but they're going up against like fucking Brock Lesnar, who's an MMA fighter. Yeah. You know, where you'll be able to beat 
the the big MMA guys who don't know what they're doing, but when you come up against a big dude who knows how to throw his weight around, you're gonna get clobbered. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, you know, Steam I don't held. have too much history on like Bruce Lee going up against much larger foes, but I think for the most part, those types of guys do not fare well. But um, with that, we will move on to another segment. Ooh. I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. And that's right, everyone. Returning for another week is Kyle, an idiot. Oh, no. Yep, I'm sure you've been rearing to get My back at it. My confidence is a little damaged, so... Yeah, well, I'll start with this. Throw I'm me an idi- some softballs. Yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot, too. Uh, last week, I messed up Jim Taylor's number. I said he uh, was number 31. That is wrong. He was number 21. Ooh, that's a point for me. <sighs> I don't know about that. Um, so, I think I just mixed up because uh, 31 was Al Harris, 21 was Charles Woodson, so they're kind of mix-matched from my mind as far as players' numbers go. So that's that's how I come up with it. That will Fair be enough. my excuse. All right, so after last week, what did you go, one and three? Yeah. What, after yeah, one whatever. and three week, not not too good, I figured we can uh, – I'll give you a couple more softballs this week. Mm. Couple, couple yeah, oh, yeah, because, you know, there were, it was just like batting practice last week. Yep. Jesus. All right, here's your first one. Who wears number twelve? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking. What color is the football? I mean, that actually. <laughs> okay, finish this sentence. Green Bay. Nothing. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Just thought I'd give you a couple softballs. You don't want to. I didn't. You didn't, know you didn't let me them? answer any of them. So am I over three then? <laughs> All right. All right. Back to the real ones. Who was the last Packers tight end taken in the first round? <laughs> this is probably a dude who's uh, your brother. Hey. Okay. Yep. Got it. Is it Bubba? Yeah, it's Bubba. (laughs) 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 All I all I had to bring up was yeah, Bubba Franks, baby. Yep, there you go. I feel like he he was was taken in the first. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Out of out of Miami, he was. Oh, that makes sense. Interesting. I still. That's when the U was fucking booming, though. Yeah, and I remember when Brett Favre um, left the Packers and went to the Jets. His connect his connection there was Bubba Franks was the tight end for was the he? Jets. Yep, and he was he was like, hey, Aww, he's, awesome. he's he was the guy who was able to help come stay know, at my far, crib. Yeah. yeah, come stay at my crib and to help him out with a new offense with you know the how a lot of Learning things play Yeah, that's blah, blah, cool. Blah. Good right. tidbit. So as I alluded to earlier, today or yesterday the Packers picked up Tyler Irvin, who's the Jaguars running back, who's probably going to be our kick returner and maybe our punt returner. He was picked up, blah blah blah, like I just said. He went to San Jose State. Which notable former Packer went to San Jose State? Okay, you're going to have to give me like 25 seconds because I... Over the last decade... Fuck. Over the last decade. Everyone everyone loved him. Um, um, fuck. Come on. It's, it's right I there. Know, I it's know, I know. It's right there. Um... Is he white? No. Damn it. <laughs> very, very good question. Um, no. Ten. You're no. thinking. You're thinking too hard. I know. Oh. Ten. Hold on. No. Nine. Not. Not. No. We're trying to make restart it an hour. the clock. Eight. These are very slow seconds. Seven. Dude, 
six, five, four, three. Hold on. Hold on. Two. Hold on. One. You got to give me an answer. Fuck. Um. James Jones. Damn. Yep. Yep. I think you probably should have got that one. Thoughts? No thoughts. Kyle Kyle is distraught once again. All right. Here we go. Hopefully you get this one. Wow. Wow. Who was the opponent when Brett Favre came in for the Magic Man? I think it was the Cincinnati Bengals. Very good. Yes. Very, very good. Oof. Dude, that was a tougher one. one. That was a tougher one. Well, because, I mean, it's one of those things where you see it so goddamn much growing up, like, oh, and this is how Brett Favre started his career. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, it's just I, kind of ingrained. I had to double check because I was like, well, I think it was an orange team. The only orange team I could think of was the Bengals. Dude, James Jones. All right, here so we go. Mad. Because they're so odd. Give me either college that Nick Collins or Donald Driver went to. Because they're so odd. They're very, they're small schools, kind of like Butte Community College. Yeah, I don't think I know the name, but I know it's odd. Um, It's not like uh, the first one that popped in my head, but I think this is Janice, Saginaw Valley State. <laughs> no, that's that's not it, but that, that's, that's a that's the Isn't correct that Janice, kind of, though? Yes, and and Matt Lafleur. Oh yeah, yep. and um, Ruvel Martin. Um, Grand Valley State. Oh, another decent guess. Bethune Cookman is where Nick Collins went. Bethune Cookman and yeah. Alcorn State is where Donald Al- Driver. Yeah, I would have never got either. Of those. Oh, man, Damn, I, that's well, tough. Yeah, I guess you you are a lot. You are younger than me as well, so some of these kind of peak. You, yeah, you, you gotta. There, I wasn't there you for gotta the beginning. Know, of know your too, audience but. too. Oh, I I think I know the listening audience, and some of them are probably screaming out the answers. Probably a lot of them. Yeah, I would be curious, like how much of an idiot I am compared to, or if we're all idiots. They're not easy because I would like, like I challenge each and every one of you when he when he <laughs> asks the question to pause and try to answer it in like seventeen seconds. <laughs> That's I okay, would like yeah. I would like to just I'm curious, but I mean, there's no way to really track that but yeah well no this is what you do hey uh listeners at home if you follow us on twitter tweet us Leave and say, <laughs> say say hashtag i am an idiot with kyle yeah, ooh, if you got any of them right i stand with kyle I, yes i stand with idiot kyle there we go <laughs> but with that we are idiots yeah we will end is kyle an idiot not really all right we ran a little long so we're going to move past uh poor man's packers history i'm sure it'll return poor man's packers tiddly bits yep on to Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. Mm. Once again, I've only got one, and when I say one, I'm talking one group of people. This was on Ooh, a post talking about Matt LaFleur. It was just something about how is Matt LaFleur going to um, move around Balaga's injury. This is before the game this past week. Okay. Um, so obviously, you know, <laughs> asking an open-ended question like that, bringing it up, getting the fans involved, always great in that situation. Love it. Here's a comment from Leo. Can't wait for Balaga to leave the team and never play again. <laughs> dude can't go more than two games without acquiring some new injury. <laughs> dude! <laughs> I love this. This is like Kevin King earlier in the year when he showed up on the injury report and everyone was saying, oh my God, he's always injured, yeah. he's always injured. But then he still played through But yeah, it. hasn't missed a game. Yep. Which is Same great. with Balaga. <laughs> Once again, Balaga came right back with a torn MCL and he, and he played for us. 
Well, there are two more replies, and it, it doesn't get better. Oh, it only gets better. Kurt replies and says, should have had drafted a replacement for him. Can't do that when you're drafting corners and safeties every other year. <laughs> Can't do it in the next draft because we have to fix the big holes on D-line and MLB. Which, we don't really have holes D-line, on the defensive yeah, line. Really, maybe interior line, but even then, that's just to like have a sidekick for Kenny. Yeah, and I still don't think we're going to use an early draft pick on an inside linebacker. I really hope we do, though. Like, if Dylan Moses from Alabama is there sure. the first, sure. at the 32nd pick. Ooh. Yep, and that is a good spot for inside linebackers to drop. That's where like Eric Kendricks has gone in the past. Okay. He's yep. obviously a pretty pretty good pass. Uh, he leads the league right now and passes defender from the linebacker position. But... Um, on top of that, too, it's such a stupid comment because he's talking about finding a replacement for Brian Blaga, which is, sure, fine. But that is exactly what Ted Thompson was trying to do with Jason Spriggs. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, second round pick? Second round pick moved up one of the very rare move-ups in the Ted Thompson era. For Jason Spriggs, he looked decent as a rookie. He was good on his feet, and then everything kind of fell apart. Yeah, so, I wonder what happened there. This, this, this thought, once again, that... Everyone thinks that tackles just grow on trees, yeah. be it we were able to claim a pretty decent one this week. We'll see if he ever actually plays for the Packers. But my God, tack- if you have one good tackle, you are above average in the NFL. And yep. we have two for the most like, part. Look around the league and the pass rushers and realize what these tackles are going up against. Freaks. And like, that's, that's what the first half of the year was for us. Like the, the edge rushers of the league are the freakiest athletes in the league because of their strength and speed yep. and size. They're just insane. So yeah, like you said, they're not fucking growing on trees. Yes, they and they've. I've heard it before. It's the biggest mismatch on the football field is the edge position, a very fast, strong player who has to go up against a big, bulky, usually slower type guy who is powerful and is just literally trying to get in the way. Yep. It's just not a match made in heaven. Here's the next reply. The just full circle. Full circle with, <laughs> yes. with uh Packers you know me. comments. Liss L I S comments uh replies to both of them and says a stud lineman would look great right now with our top twelve pick from last year. Dot dot dot. Instead we used it on a guy who doesn't play and is a project. <laughs> full circle baby. Yeah it's in some of our best draft picks are guys who didn't have to play right away. I mean, like, obviously, well, Aaron Rodgers, number 12. Randall Cobb, most of our receivers never played well as rookies. Like, you have to ease these guys in. Yeah. I I guess uh, David Pakhtiari, he was a pretty good one who actually showed up right away as a fourth-round tackle and had to fill in Balaga. But that usually just doesn't happen. Like, just think of, like, sometimes you really just have to break it down fundamentally and think of, football and what you're watching (laughs) it is so violent and so extreme like these are grown-ass men fully developed some of the strongest specimen in the world flying at each other and just knocking each other out now think of a rookie that is a person whose brain is not even scientifically fully developed Mm -hmm. or their body isn't fully developed. To expect them to come in and produce like Khalil Mack right away is just absurd yeah. and ridiculous. And you look at it now too. I mean, as far as offensive line goes, we can't complain with what we did with the off. Like you wanted to take two offensive linemen with their first three picks. No, we're still one of the better pe- offensive lines oh, in absolutely. the league. And we're, and like we're, you said, because we're, we're complaining about it and we're so underappreciated, so underappreciated. Yeah. It's a damn shame. Absolutely. Now he's going to go get paid 
very handsomely by someone else in the offseason. I'm very curious to see what happens there because it's like, and I've mentioned it earlier in the year, we're in a really weird position where Billy Turner is just this weird little missing piece right now where is he going is he going to stay at guard or are we going to kick him out to right tackle it almost would have been nice if Balaga was out just to see what Turner could do at tackle to see if we save some money by keeping him and then I don't know if it's Lucas Patrick or maybe we do keep Blaine Taylor and just move him over there mm-hmm. <laughs> probably you know you're getting a worse line but you're saving tens of million you know 10 right. million dollars probably a Hopefully year spend on a Receiver or something. A receiver or maybe an inside linebacker. But Ooh. with that, we'll wrap up Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. All right. Um, looking forward to the Redskins game. What The Washington Redskins. Washington R-Words. Yeah, Washington R-Words. It, it, is, it is weird that it's still in the league, but I, I feel like... In 2019, yeah. Just switch it to the Washington Warriors. Like, I'm not trying to get too PC, but it would be so easy. You yeah, can use actually. most of the logoing. The logoing. That's a word, I'm sure. Yeah. But you can use all the old stuff for the most part, and then it it has a better ring to but it their too. Their owner I think. is just such a the worst, the worst diabolical, in the, the worst. That, yeah, it's just that'll never happen. Well, have you seen that? How sometimes he leaves games, like he gets right in the car and gets dry, driven out of the stadium without like press being able to talk to him and shit. Ooh, yeah, as if I mean, I, I mean, I guess press want to talk to him, but not in the way he thinks they do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so kickoff is at noon. I will actually be at this game. Ooh. Um, I will. Yeah. I want to say something now, but I will not. Hopefully, I will say it uh, next week. But um, yeah, I don't know what you. Wait think. a second. We're not going to get into. I it. I feel like you have to say it now. No, you can't now just tease. Well, now it'll be better. It's not a big thing, but we'll get. But, to well, it. now uh, it it is officially a big thing. Can't. Since you just said it's not a big thing, you made it a big thing. All right, you ready? Yep. Not going to tell you. Oh, but that's. But cruel. I'll tell you this. I can't jinx it. Okay, now I need to know. No. What? I'll, I'll, All right, whatever. Moving on. Uh, Redskins, they uh, actually won last week, which is surprising. In Carolina. It was in Carolina, too? We, yeah, a team we struggled about. And yeah, that uh, that got their head coach fired. So. Yeah, Riverboat Ron fired today, um, a Oof. year and a day after Mike McCarthy got canned after losing to the Cardinals. Which yep. it would be that'd be pretty funny. What if Mike McCarthy goes over to the Panthers? He's he's definitely going to be coaching Whoa. next year. But you, I mean, you think definitely? Mike the McCarthy. D word? Wow. I think McCarthy will be coaching next year. I mean, you look at our our head coaching search last year. There wasn't a lot of great candidates, and it's not like a ton more popped up now. Yeah. Maybe I guess uh, Stefanski for the Vikings, and I really, really hope that happens. God, we didn't even get to touch on that. The Vikings losing last night, which was that was great for great huge. for us. Now we can we can lose every game. Sorry, no, we, we can win sorry, every can, game yes. except the Vikings and still win the North. Yep. Which, That's beautiful. Which is great. One one last thing. And we're, I think we've pretty much clinched a playoff spot anyways, like 99%. Yeah. But uh, getting getting to the game, uh, Haskins is now starting for the, for the Redskins. I do not know if he's any good, but <laughs> with rookies, there's always that potential. But this should be, as we've harped on all season and especially this episode, a game where this 3-4 Dom Capers, Mike Pettin defense can confuse a young rookie yes. quarterback Get some turnovers, make them make mistakes, and hopefully it's a similar game to what we j- just had this past week. With yeah, against that rookie quarterback, um, mm-hmm. yeah, opened up Green Bay did as a fourteen and a half point favorite. Shit, That's a really? ton. Yeah, it's already down to thirteen though. I can't remember the last time seeing a spread that big for us. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably been 
Unless there was one this year, but I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, like and that we haven't had a spread like that. Early last. The, oh yeah, probably even not last year we probably like didn't, that. and the year before that we definitely didn't. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's quite a bit, yeah. especially in in a league like this, and especially this league when they when they just beat Carolina, who was yeah briefly a playoff team, very very briefly. Yeah, that was odd. Even when we played them too, uh, Allen looked yeah, like they an played okay an okay quarterback. But you know, some of those teams that have an okay defense, they're going to play low scoring, close games. But um, yeah, hope it should be. It, hopefully, we can get some shit kickers in before you know down the stretch here. If we're don't want to look now, but we're in the last quarter of the season. Oh, and then it's wow. playoffs, which will be nice to return to. But yes. um, speaking of returns as well, Adrian Peterson will be playing in this Ooh, game too. He's a familiar foe. Yeah, can't remember the last time we played him, but he hasn't been good since he started beating his kid. <laughs> but, yeah, now he's like beg he like beg teams to play. I think because he's bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel kind of bad for him, but he is he's such an we're idiot not, too. We're not pocket watchers over here, but that was just in the news. So yeah, yep. Um, so but uh, guys. The, his his counterpart Darius Geis I think has been coming around as of late, and they've got that good uh, rookie receiver as well. Holy shit, he's averaging five and a half yards a carry on the year. Geis is, yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. Well, shoot, maybe, and, but they don't have J- Jordan Reed isn't playing for them anymore, so they don't have a tight I mean, end. God, that poor guy. Yeah, that but hey, is, good for us because if they had a tight end, I I would be worried. That's very true. Yep. So uh, I don't know. Do you have any predictions for this game? Oh, I got plenty of them. Ooh. But uh, we're done with the preview already, huh? Yeah. We're moving on. Yeah, I suppose we kind of covered it all. Skins, not uh, sorry. The Warriors, no, I'm sorry. The R words <laughs> are uh, yeah, not a very good team. Um, but this this effing league, anything can happen. Um, but I still think they get the job done. Especially on a noon game, I don't know. I don't. I just, I just have this weird feeling about time slots and how the Packers play. I feel like it's easier to put up a shitty game at noon. You no, said, I think it's easier to put up a shitty game like on Sunday night against the I, Niners. Just I think because you have all day, you know, waiting around. May, maybe a big like a big game like that. But if there's going to be a trap game, I feel like it happens at noon, where it just sneaks by. You, you know, I feel like yeah, I feel like stinkers happen on Sunday night. Traps happen at three thirty, and then there you go, and then. Real good shit happens at noon. <laughs> that might be it. That might be the formula. <laughs> so okay, my prediction. I'm gonna go. So ooh, speaking of last yep. week, I was almost on the money. I said 28-13, correct? Yeah, and it, it, it was, for, for me because I looked too. Because it was in, just a Mason Crosby kick away from being perfect. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, I'm like, shit, I am, I am right there. If I get a field goal what here, my prediction's gonna. It, it was similar. I think it was like. Um, 13, 24. 28, 17 or something? Yeah, it was, doesn't it, matter. It was, doesn't matter. We were both um, wrong. We knew we would win. But. I'll go... Uh, I'm going to go 35-14 in a route. Shit, yeah. Five I'm, touchdowns, no field goals, all gas, no in breaks. Thank you. Thank you for not swearing on mm. the podcast that we swear on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, and I'm thinking a similar thing. It's just it's that formula of a rookie quarterback should be making mistakes. Hopefully the offense can get things rolling. I don't think that hopefully the Redskins defense can't pose as m- much of a threat. I mean, sh- how many players can he name on the Redskins defense? Josh right Norman. Actually, I think, is he on IR? No. I don't know, but that's it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brian Arakpo with the Geico commercials has been gone for a while. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a similar score. I'm going to say... Yeah, let's let's go ten to thirty one. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm Both gonna... have twenty one point deficits. Like yeah. That. Ooh. 
Interesting. I like that. But bold predictions? Huh? Okay. We're still over. Yeah, still um, over as as it probably should be. These are supposed to be little lottery tickets here. You uh you go first. I go first. All right. Um I got I still I wish Kiki would get a sack. Mm. But does he even get snaps? Yeah, he does. I mean, he's he, he's he's starting to take uh, Martavius Adams snaps who Martavius Adams, it's like a Montrevious. guy on the team. You just yeah, Mar- whatever. You forget he's on the team. I mean, when's the last yeah. time you really heard his name being yeah. called? Um, oh, man, I don't know. You know, I I'll I'll go with this a a rookie quarterback. But man, you before you did the multiple pick thing. Okay, I'm gonna say there's going to be no. We can have you can you can because I'm kind of gonna bite off one of your previous ones. So you all right? I'm gonna go the the team has a defensive touchdown and two picks. I'm going to go with Ooh, that. Ooh, that is okay. Mm-hmm. Defensive touchdown and two picks? When's the last time we had a defensive touchdown? Shoot, that should have been a trip. We don't have this one. I don't think, I can't remember one happening this year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. But, all right. That's what very is, bold. That is What are you piggybacking bold. off of here, boy? Jeez. Um, I think, God, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. It's got to, the connection needs to. Still Vitaly? Need, no. It okay. needs to. <laughs> There's been flashes, and I just think this is a good game to just bring it all together and have this connection soar into the playoffs and be the difference maker in you've, January. You have really built this up. MVS. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we didn't even talk about <laughs> With him. With 120 week. plus yards receiving and a 50 plus yard touchdown. Okay. I think I think that's fine. That works. I mean, I have Come on, a very similar one. Yeah, and God, him. It, the thing is, so many people love to hate MVS. People love to love Kumaro when they're they've done the same thing the last month, next to nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. But um, at least MVS is getting the snaps, though. Yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, Kum. Yeah, he neither really are doing much with his, it. His snap count's been tanking. Yeah. Um. But with that, once again, everyone's favorite part of the show. Ooh. If you could please, once again, as I've said, you will get a free koozie. Maybe I'll just lighten it up still, but sorry, uh, we haven't sent them out yet. I'm gonna we're gonna have Tommy send it out tomorrow with all the snow that has happened uh, across the country and in the Northland. His flight got delayed, mm. so he was in New Mexico for a couple extra days with his family, which is great. But we're still gonna send out those koozies. If you would like a koozie, all you have to do is leave a review on the iTunes Store with a five star review. Take a screenshot of it, DM it to us on Twitter at PMP Pod. Or you can email it to us at pmppodcast at gmail.com. It's all you got to do. You can leave any name you want, write something nice, write something not so nice, but leave a five-star rating, and I will send you, I will tell Tommy to send you a koozie. Hell yeah. Thinking of you, Tommy. Yeah. The meaner, the better on the reviews. Tell yeah. me how much of an idiot I am. Yeah. Oh, that that should be what it is. That'll just motivate me even write, more. Write how big of an idiot Kyle is. Maybe we'll read some off later on, but you got to leave a five-star review and you'll get a koozie. Yes. Also, once you get your koozie, if you got one, if you want to take a picture of it and tweet it to us, we will retweet the Definitely. shit out of that. Okay. Yeah. For the brand, you know? For the brand. But, uh... Wait, that's Pat McAfee's thing. Yeah. Let's, we we got to stop that stealing content. Yes. Yeah. Um, but with that, I don't have anything else. Kyle, do you have anything else? Never. Never. Okay. Well, with that, uh, Denzel Curry, please don't sue us. Go, Pat, go. My daddy said trust no man but your brothers and never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said treat young girls like your mother. My mama said trust no hoes, use a rubber. I'm going to act.
track, bring it back. What it do? See, Ricky said, never let nobody get the one up on you. If they run up on you, hit them with a one, two, or a bitch slap. Leave the cold to sack, your brothers gonna have your back regardless. And stick with your day one homies, that was here before you started. And fear no man, but the man above your head. Pray before you go to bed, everything my mama said. First day knocking, now they hopping. All on the way, cause they see me popping. Big, big, large pockets, they start flocking. Here's what I say when the ass keep knocking. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers. And never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hoe, use a rubber. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers. And never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hoe, use a rubber. Hey, your mama ain't shit. Your daddy ain't shit. And I've been making waves way before nostalgic. That was back in Kara City, yeah, when I was just a jit. With the all-black faded dicky with the rate of fit. That was it. We was... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.